Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to the SC Report podcast after a week off uh, with the bye. Josh and myself are back this week and mate, my uh, my four-year, annual four-year dalliance with soccer is over and I'm ready to get back into some NRL. Yeah, pretty depressing, isn't it? Um, but uh, just came and gone, the soccer is uh, out, um, but still, you know, a pretty good couple of weeks ahead if you can, um, I guess, stay into it. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably watch a few of the games, I think, you know, once it gets to the quarterfinals and such but yeah unfortunately a, a short uh campaign there for the Socceroos but like I said it was it was good to have a weekend off the NRL I think wasn't it a bit of a break and reset our super coach sites for the the last couple of months of the year yeah and I mean like I was keeping my eyes out for the Kiwi side at the World Cup but I couldn't see them so were they there or just too shit yeah we actually played Peru in qualifying and lost by one oh, yeah. and we lost by one goal Oh, but where so, were you in the yeah. uh, in the final tournament, mate? You didn't yeah, quite make lost, it there. Yeah, we lost one nil, I think it was. So oh, that's yeah. good. That's cute. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, didn't quite make it, alas. But that's fine. We're all looking forward to the Rugby World Cup next year. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's pretty much the only thing you've got going for you, really. So. <laughs> pretty much, mate. Pretty much. How did you go in uh, round fifteen, Super Coach wise? Geez, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? I know, it, it was, hell. wasn't it? Um, so I scored over 1,000, but then um, somehow fell back about 400 spots. So I'm 1,300 at the moment. What about you? Yeah, I scored just over 1,000 as well, 1,037. Obviously, was a slightly higher scoring round than normal. I lost all of my league games bar one, uh, and I dropped 200 places down to 694. So hanging on, um, looking forward to hopefully a big week this week, and then maybe we can jump up a few more spots in the buy next week again. Yep, definitely, definitely. And there's uh, there's heaps to talk through this week, but I think you and I have been pretty busy um, with work and a few things. So, but we'll just try and we'll do what we can, mate. We'll get through it. That's right. That's right. We'll do our best. Uh, we might actually spend a little bit longer than normal on the teams and the injury news, I think, this week, because there's been quite a few changes, obviously, with all of the internationals. Uh, it's a little bit unknown who's going to back up and who's not. Um, yeah, sure. But we'll do what we can, like you said. So tomorrow night, we got the Dragons up against the Eels. Uh, should be a good game there out at Wynn Stadium. Uh, everyone's been named for the Dragons, except for Tyson Frizzell. Um, again, great that it's the first game of the round. We're going to know who's playing and who's not. Uh, obviously, Widop is the one who we're all interested in there in particular. And Mitchell Moses returns for the Eels. And Manu Ma'u's got a broken cheekbone, so he's going to be out for about six to eight weeks or so. So th- this particular game, the interest is in Widop, really, isn't it? Does he back up or not? Yep, definitely. I mean, my mail um, was... That- oh, you've got <laughs> mail now. Look out. 
I do, mate. I do. Um, <laughs> and my mate was that they weren't going to uh, back up. None of the Dragons players were going to play, but um, all the reports as of today suggest they will. So um, that's very different and, and, I guess, quite surprising. But uh, if that's the case, Widop, you know, seems to be a pretty solid selection. Um, and hopefully if you've got enough cash, then you, you can bring in, uh, you know, the likes of a Munster or a Cleary still for the run home. Yeah. Yep, definitely, and I think there's some good VC options there from the Dragons this week. Now, Warriors and Sharks is the early game Friday, and again, quite a few changes here. Um, after saying that the uh, n- the sorry, after saying that none of the Kiwi internationals would be playing this week, um, Stephen Kearney's named them on an extended bench, so still a chance, but uh, outside of the 17. Uh, that's Peter Hiku is the main one of interest there. Fusatu is back into the side. Uh, Mannering starts at lock. And obviously SJ, Tohu and RTS did not play in the Denver test. So they will all play this week. For the Sharks, mate, Woodsy's gone over to the Sharks. And that, that just spells doom and gloom for Fafita, doesn't it? Yeah, that's unbelievable how that can happen, really. And, know. you know, considering that he was the, the big name recruit for the Dogs along with four, and that just hasn't worked out well, um, at all, and yeah, it comes straight into the starting side for the Sharks. So they look pretty strong for the run home. Yeah, yes, definitely, definitely. Except their two back rowers, Lewis and Graham, are injured. So Capewell and Sorensen will come in there. Uh, but again, I would be checking the late mail on that Warriors team there on Friday night just to confirm the final makeup of that side. Uh, Roosters versus Storm, which is at Adelaide Oval, the late game Friday. Boyd Cordner will miss due to concussion. Mitch Orbison's into the centres. And Madison is out again. Uh, everyone else has been named for both sides, both the Roosters and the Storm. Billy Slater, I think, is in some doubt. Uh, and Stimson is back to the bench. Madison, not named again. Very frustrating. Cut him, mate. I told you that a few weeks ago. The, uh, the signs are on the wall, and even if he does come back, I think that um, you know he might not play 80 minutes straight away in, in round 18. However, um, a few things floating around that he's apparently passed the concussion, and it's just a risk concern at the moment. So um, maybe you know he does step straight into the, the big minutes, but um, yeah, I think you need to cut your losses there. I'm actually thinking of trading him out to Ferguson. Yeah, not bad. I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in detail, but I just can't at Ferguson's you know, current price. I think this is too high. Yeah, yeah, it's a risky play. Uh, Panthers versus Manly on Saturday afternoon. Um, Campbell Gillard's got that broken jaw up. Kikau is back, which is great news, slotting back into the back row with CHN out. And for Manly, Dylan Walker's back in. Uate's done for the year. Martin Tapao's been named. Um, I think he's back in the country now. Has has to be potentially in some doubt. Uh, luckily, Manly is playing in Sydney, uh, be it out at Penrith on Mate, that Saturday. That was so funny. I don't yeah. know if you followed that on Twitter, but that was hilarious. It was just losing it. it could you imagine being um, like the air hostess or the, uh, the check-in? Uh, attendant and having to tell, tell um, Big Mutt to power that he uh, that his flight was being delayed again and again and again uh, certainly would not be would not be uh, keen to be on the other side of that. No, definitely not. You know, you got a 55, 60 kilo flight, you know, flight attendant or desk attendant trying to deal with big 120 kilo minor to power would not have been fun. Uh, but he's back in the country and let's hope that he plays this Mate, week. The question that I've got around that is what the hell was he the last player left? What, well, that's, what was he doing? Exactly. That's what Sanger was saying on his podcast. Like, uh, Fanua Blake made it back 
you know, how the hell does Fanua Blake get a, get a seat on a flight ahead of Tapao? Yeah, incredible. But I, I would have thought they would have all flown back as a team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what happened. Maybe old Marty was asleep or something. But, yeah, yeah let's hope that he and the Trebojevic's play this week. Richard uh, no- Vegas, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, could be. Uh, isn't um isn't some illegal substances uh, legal in Denver as well? Um, potentially, but we don't normally go there on this podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, <laughs> Knights and the Bulldogs on Saturday afternoon. Fitzgibbon's out suspended for a couple of weeks. And for the Dogs, big changes. Umbai's gone to the yep. Tigers, so Hopper's back at cent- at fullback and Holland's into the side in centres. They've got some rookie halves in with four and out for the season and Matt Frawley dropped. Fitella Mariner's got a broken hand, which is great news for Reese Martin, who's back into the side, and bloody John Olive has been dropped. So good news there with Martin, but bad news with Fitella Mariner and Olive. Yeah, shocking. Hopefully Olive gets a call up next week. Um... But, I mean, if anything, that potentially just means he's not going to be an AE nightmare for the run home, too. Yeah, and it's probably only 40, 40 points or so in round 17. I think yep. big go for Ponga as captain this week. Yeah, don't mind it at all. I, I will be um, considering, uh, depending if I bring in um, uh, Hopawadi, maybe that's a, a sneaky uh-huh. uh, captain choice against the Knights as well, who have been leaking a crap load of points to fullbacks all year. Yeah, could be. Risky, but could pay off. Mm. Uh, Broncos and Raiders Saturday night out at Suncorp. TPJ's back into the starting side on an edge, which is excellent news. And Hodgson uh, will start at hooker again for the Raiders there. Uh, hopefully everyone backs up for this game. You'd think so, potentially. Hey, being a, being a Saturday night game. Yeah, you'd reckon. You don't really know what's it's going to happen with the Broncos lineup um, each and every week. So uh, TPJ is really just a kind of a last-minute call um, for reserves. And, and as the teams, I guess, are getting quite full, and you, I'm, I know this week I'm kind of struggling to pick my four reserves, and it's pretty pretty strong with um, lots of players there that, you know, that he might be one of the ones that gets left out. Yeah, yep, for sure. He's on the fringes of our 17s at the moment. Which is a shame because he should be one of the first players picked, but uh, you just don't know how many minutes he's going to get and what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Tigers and Titans is the early game on Sunday out at Leichhardt. Robbie Farah sensationally is back at the Tigers and starting. Umbai is into fullback and obviously Fanua with that broken arm. Unfortunately ruling him out for about six weeks or so, so he's out of the side. Uh, not a lot doing for the Titans. Jai Arrow being named to back up. If, if I told you before the year that Robbie Farah would be back at the Tigers this year, would you? what would you have said? Uh, bullshit, mate. And... Yeah. Uh... And particularly that his first game is straight back to Leichhardt as well. It's amazing. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you think, betting-wise, big go for the Tigers this week? Yeah, well, they're playing the Titans, so I reckon they've got a fair chance. Yeah, should get up. Uh, and the last game of the round is up in Cairns on Sunday afternoon, South Sydney and North Queensland. Uh, for South Sydney, if everyone's been named, and hopefully they all back up. Uh, and for North Queensland, Michael Morgan's obviously done for the year. So Lachlan Coote is into that side. That shores up Tamari Martin's job uh, security there. And Sam Hoare, ACL done for the year. JT will not be happy about that. No, not happy at all. And I think he's fallen out of the uh, top 100 now too. So he needs uh, some luck to go his way, old JT. Yeah, and Wilfred's not far behind him, is he? He's sniffing, he's sniffing, but uh, unfortunately the catfish uh, can't win the uh, the money this year. 
No, no, he can't. That'd be funny if he did end up winning and he um had to give it to second. Did you actually know that the guy who won AFL Dream Team last year is coming 14th overall this year? I, I did. I saw that. So that's fantastic. And I guess um that's uh, and there's a lot more people to play that game as well. So that's huge. Yeah, that's massive. All right, mate, that's that's the teams. Like we said, heaps happening. There's going to be plenty of late mail coming through with Wacko and the usual suspects over the next couple of days. So make sure that you check all of that and make sure that you uh, plan your trades out and make them as late as possible to make sure that you can take advantage of any of that late mail that may come through. Yeah, right. and I think that's, that's key, mate. Just, just while we're on that, with the five trades, um, you're really going to have to map them out because you you know you might need some cash for a certain trade for a player that's playing um, on the last game or you, you know how it works and um, there's just so many trades to, to use so you got to really kind of be careful and when you pull the trigger on each of the trades that it doesn't you know catch you out somewhere so it's going to be uh, quite a challenging week uh, I know I use the app Flash Score and and setting um, the game or you just you highlight the game so you get a 15-minute reminder before it starts, and, and that's fantastic because you're, you're pretty much locked in there not to, to miss a kickoff. Yeah, that's good. That's a good idea. Everyone's got to um, make sure they check out Wacko's Twitter throughout the weekend as well to confirm the late changes. Yep. All right, let's take a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be back in a second, and we'll be talking trades. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Let's go. Right, let's do it. Um, like we said, heaps of changes this week. Just to confirm, the teams playing in round 17, Broncos, Bulldogs, Dragons, Panthers, Raiders, Storm, Titans, and Warriors. So probably less keepers playing around 13 than there were, sorry, round 17 than there were in round 13. But still a few decent options there. Uh, what do you want to start with, mate? Do you want to start with the sells or the buys? Mate, to be honest, I think the sells are really straightforward. So potentially um, there's only one that I want to talk to there, and that's probably Andrew Fafita, who mm. um, is rounding out the top 10 sells of the week. The rest that I'm looking at um, on the paper in front of me right now, uh, Billy Army Kikau is an interesting one too. But, um, yeah, Andrew Fafita. So um, he's played, you know, reduced minutes over the past couple of weeks, and, and obviously now with Woods coming into the side, plus they've got – um, Gallon, then you know his minutes could um, you know be at risk. So I, I'm a bit torn on this. I can see the logic for trading him out, but I can also see that you know there's a lot of age in that Bulldogs pack. Sorry, in the Sharks pack, and even even this week you're seeing a few guys out injured, and and I still think that Fafita is the the number one dog in that pack, and and I I can still see him getting 55 or so minutes a, a week. 
I agree 100%. I've heard plenty of people selling him. I'm not going to sell him. I'm going to hold him uh, and try and improve the rest of my team. Uh, like you say, I think that he'll still get minutes. And even if he gets maybe, you know, five or 10 minutes less, I think that he can still potentially have uh, a bit of an impact. I know he hasn't done it in the last sort of three weeks or so. Um, his average has only been about 53 with the reduced minutes. But I feel like he's still one of those top options in the front row. And going to someone like a Tarpanay or a Ryan James or someone like that, just to me, look, I, I know it's probably going to get you an extra number in 17, which would be the main reason for doing it. But it feels a little bit sideways, um, a little bit unnecessary. Most of us are probably getting down to, you know, after, after this week, less than 10 trades left. Uh, and I feel like Fafita is still going to be one of the top at least four or five front rowers uh, over the rest of the year. And for that reason, I'm going to stick with him. Yeah, I, I do agree. And I, I, he's just too good not to be still that main man. And it, you know what's going to happen with um, Gallon? He could go injured, get injured any week. Um, Woods has been, you know, pretty horrible this year. And I don't just think that the sudden inclusion of him is going to uh, mean that Fafita uh, minutes uh, will go down. However, in reality, you do have Woods, Fafita, and Matt Pryor um, sharing that front row rotation. So, um, yeah, it is it is very risky, uh, and it's I can see the attraction with him being it's over 600k, and I definitely have flirted with the idea this year, and particularly that trade to Tarpany as well, because um, you know that's a downgrade rather than say an upgrade of Murray uh, to Tarpany, and then I can use that cash elsewhere. Um, so yeah, so that's that's it is quite the conundrum this week. It is, it is definitely. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with him, but under, understand people's reasons for potentially wanting to sell him. Uh, Kikau and Pangai are in the top ten sold, but I think that'll be reversed now that they've both been named to start, and hopefully they'll be there next weekend in round seventeen or so. All right, let's look at some of the buys, which, like you said, is is a lot more interesting this week. Uh, I'm gonna let's start with the dragons. I want to do them all together because you've got man, yeah, cool. you've got Widop, you've got Aitken, Nene, Lafai. They're all relevant. Uh, I think most people are going to be getting probably at least two or three of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at man, Widop, and and Nene McDonald at the moment. I'm I'm planning to bring all three of them in this week. So I'm interested on the the man trade, and are you going to be looking to bring him in in the halves or into the centre wing? Uh, centre wing, I'm going to do Tuwala to man. Right, and are you concerned though that you're going to have a guy that's going to be sitting in your on your bench for the run home that could potentially be scoring, you know, anywhere from five to to thirty? Potentially, um, I think that he's. I mean, I'm I'm not a Dragons expert by any means, but it feels to me like he's got the spot ahead of Nightingale. It feels to me like Nightingale's probably almost done. Uh, and I don't... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see why they would go back to Nightingale now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not the Dragons expert either. Um, the concern that I do have is that they do and that he then goes back onto the bench. And and also there is the risk as well in round 17 that, that Hunt gets dropped and then he doesn't find his way into the halves there too. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be looking at a Katoa, uh, Olive, and then a um, a man bench in the centre wing for the run home. And I don't really know if that's the best option. but And I, I definitely don't want to be bringing him into my halves because it's that's, that's going to be a trade that I'll have to burn um, in 18 and 19 to trade him out. So... 
that would be my one advice is that whilst it is attractive to say downgrade a, a Tamari Martin or I do have an Adam Reynolds as well to downgrade to make a bit of cash, you are going to have to then trade him out of your halves to bring one of those other guns in. Whereas if, I think if it is, he's in your centre wing, you can just leave him there and you don't need to burn a trade later on. So that kind of caught me out this week when I was looking at what my trades potentially could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be running the same centre wing bench as you, the man, Katoa, Olive combo, yeah. uh, and hopefully only needing to use them maybe, mate, I mean zero, mate, but maybe once in the run home. Mate, while we're talking about centre wing, can I just read you my current centre wing and just, have you got a bucket? <laughs> yeah, to spew in. Yeah, get ready to oh, vomit. it's ridiculous, so, isn't it? Fanua, Hiku, Olive, Orbison, Fusatua, Chikam, and Katoa. Oh, and that's before trades? That's before trade. So, I mean, uh-huh. more, most likely um, three of those will go this week. Um, but still, that is just it – is, it's so gross, isn't it? Yeah, it's rough. If I make my planned trades, I'll be sitting on Ferguson, Masters, Croker, and Nene, and then mm-hmm. with that Katoa, Man, and Olive on the bench. Yeah, that's definitely strong. Very, very strong. So, I mean, that, that's, that's um, Kurt Mann. I mean, he, he's performed quite well over the, the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, better particularly than what I thought he was going to do and as someone that brought in Olive ahead of him than, you know, spewing that he got the try last week. But, you know, you go back the week before and he scores 36. So he's definitely not a, a starting 17. He's purely there for the round 17 and then bench. Yep, yep, agreed. Who do you like out of Aitken, Nene and Lafai? Uh, I'm probably leaning more towards Nene. Dragons have got a pretty good pretty good run uh, for the sort of rest of the season. You know, Rod, Rob Sutherland did that great piece in the Telegraph. Uh, and it starts with the Eels this week and it continues on. And I'm hoping that Nene can nab some tries there going over in the corner. Uh, about yep. 100k cheaper than the other blokes. Yeah, we're just looking at the, the run home. Um, the, the three sides that stand out to me are the... Uh, the Dragons, the uh, uh, South Sydney, and then also the Roosters. So um, if I'm going to be uh, looking to bring players in, um, it's probably going to be a, from those three clubs. So they they look like they've got the most favourable draw, uh, but only the Dragons, uh, the round 17 coverage uh, players. So, yeah, the rest are, you know, the, the likes of a Cody Walker could be a great asset to have, um, same as a Ferguson, like you pointed out. Yeah, yep, definitely. Um, what about Jared Croker from the Raiders? Raiders look... Wait up, so so we didn't really touch on those guys that you wanted to talk through, so maybe we can just um, quickly um, just walk through those, uh, the, the centre wings from the, the Dragons, maybe to start with Nene McDonald. I mean, I, I'm pretty keen on him too, and maybe if you can just talk through you know, what, what attracts you to him, say, over a uh, Tim Laffey and, and also a, a, a Ewan Aiken. Uh, there's two things. Firstly, he's 100k cheaper, and secondly, Wilfred has him. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically basically it. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty keen on him for the the first reason. I don't really care what what Wilfred does, but um, yeah, <laughs> Lapfire just couldn't pick this year. He, he's offloads and off there, and um, you know I'd have Aiken ahead of him. I, I have definitely thought about Lapfire as a bit of a um, you know a pot option, but he, he just you kind of. It's, you're just wishing it's just a real wish and a prayer that he that he delivers because he hasn't done it for the first you know, like 15 uh, rounds of the season. So so I'm kind of happy just to maybe go um, with someone like a McDonald who was um, you know he's got base of 31 points per game in his past two weeks to go with his two tries. So that's that's uh, you know made sure that he um, you know get gets those points on the board. And, and as we pointed out at the start, you know you got that that nice run home too. 
So he is probably number one for me uh, for those reasons. And then I'd say Aiken and then maybe Lafayette. Yep, I agree with that ranking system. Uh, what do you think about Jared Croker? Now, I'm guessing you agree that the Raiders run home is pretty tough. Yeah, so I'm just going to have a look at that now. Yeah, it looks pretty difficult apart from... So they've got Broncos away, Bulldogs away, um, Cowboys at home, and but then they've got mm. the Sharks, Storm, and Penrith um, all back-to-back. Then West, and I think West will be quite difficult. And then they've got um, the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, and New Zealand away. So... Yeah, it looks really, really difficult. And, and I was potentially looking at even like a BJ Leilua um, over Croker um, or either or just, just because I think Hodgson's going to make a huge difference to that side. But, yeah, that run home doesn't look fantastic. No, it's very tough there, very, very tough. I think I'm still going to go with Croker. He's dropped in price a little bit, uh, but he's very consistent and obviously has that goal kicking, um, you know, to boost him up by sort of 10 to 12 points each week. And like you say, with Hodgson in the side, I think the Raiders are going to improve a little bit. I'm hoping that they get a couple of couple of easier games over the next few weeks to get some solid points before those more difficult games uh, start to come. But, I mean, six of their last seven, Sharks, Melbourne, Penrith, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Warriors, that's so tough. Yeah, and that's why I'm potentially hoping that somebody like a Leilua might not be as impacted because he um, historically likes uh, the base, although it's been down a bit this year at just 23 points per game. Um, so, yeah, so it's a risk, but the, the extra number uh, for both of those guys is going to be quite handy, particularly against a, a very depleted Bulldog side in round 17. Yeah, definitely. Uh, some of these other centre-wing options like Alex Johnson, Corey Oates, Hopawate, Vunavalu, mate, even Branko Lee uh, could be an option there for the Titans playing round 17. Uh, they're, they're a bit more left field, some of these guys. Um, I, I personally can't go Corey Oates. Uh, you know, loved him at the start of last year, and then he really, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember exactly, but then he really went downhill. So he's too up and down for me. I do like the sound of Hopawate at fullback, but he's still... He's still Hopawade, and I don't think he's he's a keeper, but, I mean, it's just so hard in the centre wing at the moment. He could be a low-end keeper, I suppose. Uh, Alex Johnson's got a lot of a lot of upside, doesn't play 17, but has some really good attacking stats on him. Uh, and Branko Lee, he, look, we've seen him before go quite well. If he can hold his spot in that Titan side, I think he could be the pod that could really make a difference in the centre wing, and I'd, I'd potentially be considering him ahead of all these sort of fringe guys like Johnson. And Oates, Hopawade, etc. Yeah, let's start with Oates there. And the the reason why I'm attracted to to Oates, mate, not in a, not in a physical sense, <laughs> but for my super coach side, is that he's got one, two, three, four, five, six games uh, in the run home at Suncorp Stadium. Um, so I, I think that's going to be quite nice. Uh, and he also is, if you have a look at what he's producing this year, base of 26 points per game, and really started off a bit slowly, but is he's been probably the form centre. Over the uh, over the past, or one of the form centres since about um, probably around round five, um, he's done really really well. And I guess the only concern that I have with him is, uh, will he play Origin? Um, you know, do do they um, continue to, to to run with Chambers, or do they drop Chambers for Oates and then uh, shift Gagai uh, into the centres? So um, that's a concern. So if, if I'm looking at Oates, he's got a break even of seventy six. Uh, I'm definitely not bringing him in this week. Um, that's a trade for next week once we know what the origin sides will look like. 
Yeah, good call. I didn't realise that high break even. Uh, look, I mean, we talked about the Broncos at Suncorp, you know, earlier in the year with Milford. Oates' scores at Suncorp are 54, 24, 59, 17, 64, 74. So a couple of decent scores there, but I mean, he's he's not smashing it out at Suncorp, but I don't, the Broncos in general aren't smashing it out at Suncorp this year. Yeah, but importantly, the most recent form, you've got to look at that at Suncorp. He's got scores of 59, 17, 64, and 74. So three of those four games above 55 points at Suncorp. I think that's more reflective of potentially what he can do. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, maybe. I mean, the opponents at Suncorp aren't particularly tough either. But like you say, break even at 76, so we can wait till next week on him. What do you think about Brenko? Mate, Brinko is not someone that I have spent any time on this year because he burnt me so much uh, last year. <laughs> and just having a look at what he's done this year. So 76, um, that's what he started in, in uh, round 10 with a try and you know didn't score over 45 for the next three games. And then in round 15, which is obviously why um, he's on the list uh, at the moment, but uh, 94 um with uh, I don't think he scored a try, but he had a heap of attacking stats there. So, no, not someone that I'm interested at all. Um, I, I would put uh, pretty much every single person that we've spoken about so far ahead of him. Mm, controversial. Okay, I'd have Brenko ahead of Oates and ahead of Hopawade. Nah, so Hopawade is probably my first first player traded in this week, uh, You Nick, have I think. lost the plot. No, no, very, very keen on Hopper. Um, he's just been so consistent this week, this year. Uh, Consistently you've got, average. Mate, he's got base of 35 points per game, so that's going to drop a little bit when he moves to fullback. But he, he's going to—you'd think his output would increase via the uh, the runs, and and uh, uh, you know he'll he'll lose a little bit in the tackles. But I, I can see him, you know, solidifying himself. Uh, you know, within one of the top six centre wings and, and averaging 55 points per game for the rest of the year. I will bet you four stakes that he is not a top five centre wing from here to the run home. From here to the run home. So where's he kind of ranked at the moment? No, sorry. If everyone starts on zero right now. All right. So how are you possibly going to track that? I'll just add up his points from now yep. to the end of the year and then I'll see that he's shit and then I won't have to do anything else. Mate, you're going to have to do so much work to verify uh, this stake bet. Let's just see where is he sitting right now uh, in the centre wings for uh, average. So, um, so he's behind Fenua, behind Ramian. Um, so he's currently the eleventh ranked, and he's got an, uh, an average of fifty-four. So I reckon that his average will be um, he'll average fifty-five for the run home, mate, and and that um, what sees him probably just scraping into the top ten centre wings. Yeah, and you would you want that in your side, do you? Yeah, well, I mean, you have a look at what who else is there. So Ryan Madison is number one. He's gone. Uh, you've got Mahe Fenua. He's gone. Do you really want Jesse Rummian? Do you really want Ewan Aiken? Uh, Brenko Lee. So you get Brenko. rid of those. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Felt is number 10. So you get rid of him. And then I think if you take those guys out, then you're looking at a Blake Ferguson, Issa Masters, Alex Johnson, Latrell Mitchell, and then probably your next guy is Will Hopwadi. Uh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. What about his break-even this week, 71? Does that give you pause to hold a week? Uh, playing the Knights, mate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Playing the Knights, and uh, I'm just going to pull that up now to see what they've done against that position. So the Knights are averaging, uh, they've conceded the fourth most amount of points to centre wings and the first most amount, or the most amount of points to full-backs. Um, so I'm looking at my lips, mate. Okay. We shall in see. Uh, so I'll bring him in. 
Okay, you did have a good call on Fusatura a couple of weeks ago, even though he did get injured the week after. But we shall see. We and shall uh, see. and the reason. <laughs> So the reason why I've got to bring him in, mate, is because of how pathetic my centre wing is. I, I can't be carrying those kind of guys <laughs> for another week. I need to get some depth into there. So um, if it means I go an er- a week earlier, then um, so be it, I think. Okay, fair enough. Uh, some of the other guys that are popular this week, just very quickly, Sean Johnson, Tohu Harris, uh, they're self-explanatory. Tarpanay and Ryan James are probably... Uh, we can talk about them quickly. Yep. Tarp- I had I had Tarpanay in the preseason and was quite keen on him. Uh, had to sell him before round one, um, which ended up being a good decision because he did get injured. But he's been in great form in recent weeks, and I would have no problem with anyone who wanted to trade him in this week. Yep, yeah, he's definitely someone that I'll probably be bringing in. Um, I've got Cameron Murray and, and Mark Nichols sitting in my second row that I need to um, to get rid of, and, and one of those will probably go to, to Tarpanay for sure. And if you look at what he's done, Pretty much since round uh, eight, his base has been, you know, pretty good at 56, 44, 48, 46, and 42. Obviously, um, had a massive week last week with uh, two tries uh, and a heap of evade stats to get him cracking the ton. But before that, his uh, his four game average was 64, or four game scores of 64, 89, 67, and 56. So he's played every game on the edge 80 minutes except for round one this year. So. Yeah, he, he's looming as a pretty um, safe, uh, you know, 16th or 17th man for the run home. Yep, yep. I like the look of him. Uh, mm. Would you would you take him over Ryan James? I brought Ryan James in last week, mate. So, um, oh, good call. Um, yeah, I think so because James was pretty opportunistic. He had that big score and you kind of knew that, um, uh, you know, that he would at least pump out 55 points per game um, from now on and particularly round 17. But I uh, definitely wasn't expecting the the hundred point game that followed up. So out of those two, I would, I would say that probably Tuppany is uh, has the most chance of of averaging more from the from here out. Yeah, agreed. And dual position as well, obviously, yeah. a good bonus. But yeah, I've got no problem with anyone wanting to buy either of those two guys. Uh, people are still buying Jai Arrow. He'll miss. 17 due to origin, uh, but I'd be more than happy to have him in my final side as well. So people obviously locking him down a little bit early, which is fine. And obviously you got Toe Harris, who is um, is a lock for me this week as well. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I grabbed him a couple of weeks ago. So he, he and Johnson are in my side. It's good to have some Warriors uh, back in there and back relevant again. Uh, do you think Fusatua is still an option this week? Um, yeah, listen, I think as long as Sean Johnson is fit, he's an option for sure. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, he had that ankle injury, missed a week. Uh, but I think you've told me he's he's sort of averaging. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's about sort of sixty to sixty-five with Johnson in the side. Yeah, it's quite incredible. Um, and I think that uh, you know the Warriors could be one finally, mate. They could actually have a a strong back end to the season because you haven't um, had much to cheer for in the past couple of years. No, that's that's very true. So yes, he could be. He could be one as a an option to a Croker or an Aitken or someone like that as well, you know, with a bit more attacking upside. Uh, still has, oh, no, doesn't have good base, actually. Our base is sort of less than 20 each week, but he scores a heap of tries. So he could be a, he could be a bit of a pod for the run home as well. Yep, yep. All right, that's mate. That that's most of the list of guys I've got here. Um, VC, I'm gonna go either Widop or Nene McDonald. I think as VC tomorrow night, and then 
If that doesn't pan out, I'm I'm thinking Ponga as captain. Huge, absolutely huge. But there's a couple of uh, guys we didn't uh, talk through on the the most traded uh, in players. Just a couple that I've written down here. The first one is RTS. Um, so he's gone really well of late. And, and you being the Warriors man, I thought you would have um, potentially considered him as an, as a pot option for the run home. Um, maybe maybe as a pod, but I mean, when you've got Travojevic, Teddy, and Ponga, everyone's got two of those three. I don't think I don't think there's room for RTS. There's no point in burning a trade on that fullback position, in my opinion. Even if you look at somebody like a Travojevic, who um, you know what's happening with Manly at the moment, and they've got quite a, a, a tough run home, he could miss uh, round eighteen as well. Um, you wouldn't consider just getting rid of him and, and running with, say, two of us a check for the, the rest of the games? Uh, I would consider it for Turbo, maybe. Um, I don't think... I don't. I think he should play 18. I don't know exactly when Manly play that weekend, but he doesn't. He basically chills out on the wing in origin and just gets in there for a couple of dummy half runs. He should be fine to go. Yeah, I am de- it's definitely one of the trades that I'm looking at at the moment. Um, either him or Teddy uh, to make way for um, for uh, for RTS. Something a little bit different, a little bit left field. Just give me an extra number. And as long as he stays fit, we've seen particularly what he did over the first uh, month or so of the season. He had scores of 65, 130, and 81 to to open up the season. So that was huge. Yeah, but he he hasn't really done much since then. He's only had one score uh, or two scores above 60. Yep. Yeah. So he had, well, a 59, 73, and then a 97 in his um, past five games. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Sharks and Penrith the next two weeks throw Melbourne in there and the Dragons and Penrith again. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few easy games in there. You know, you got the Titans, uh, the Knights, and the Broncos shouldn't be a particularly difficult game on a Sunday afternoon. The Warriors usually play that game pretty well. So. Yeah, maybe, but I'm just going to stick with my boys, Teddy and Ponga, uh, from round one through to the end of the year. Fair enough. And so the Seagulls play uh, the Storm on the Saturday in round 18. And then uh, for those looking at maybe Tedesco, whether he'll back up, the Roosters play the Titans in the final game. So um, for that alone, it'd be pretty hard to trade uh, Teddy out, I think. Mm. Who plays that Friday night in round 18? Uh, the Friday night game is the Panthers versus the Sharks, which is, uh, which is quite interesting, particularly... Um, for those looking to maybe target, say, Nathan Cleary uh, for the run home. Yep, exactly. Cleary and Maloney, I I don't think that they'll back up in round 18. No, I agree. Although it's a, that's a really tough game, right? Um, the Sharks are going pretty well at the moment, so maybe they try and get their best players in the field. However, that's just a two-day backup, so that's a bit dubious. Um, so the last player is extremely confidential, and I'm ready uh, – sorry – is uh is just yeah I don't even know the word for it and you're probably just going to, you're probably just going to um just to completely laugh at me on the phone and I don't uh, blame you at all but this guy could be priced around the high three hundreds um, coming into round seventeen and then we spoke about the run home and the uh, the number of games that the Broncos play at Suncorp but Anthony Milford for around about three hundred and seventy thousand soon mate um there's Yes, he's had a shocking start to this first half of the year, but you know, is that is that price just ridiculous, or do you just need to start to think about it at that point in time? No, it's a very good price. Uh, he he is still in my side uh, and has been for a couple of months. Um, he hasn't been doing a lot, 
to be honest, but he's he's going to sit in my side and cover me for 17, and he's going to be my backup for, um, where is he in my side? He's 5'8", isn't he? He's going to be my backup for Widop. If anything were to happen to him, I don't know if I could buy Milford if I didn't have him. That's the only yep. thing. His averages the last four seasons... 65, 65, 67, 70, and then this year he's averaging 47. Yeah, it's it really is a fall from grace, and, and on exposed form, you're you're 100 right. You can't be um, bringing him in, but uh, you know, priced around about that 380 thousand come round 17 potentially. Just have a look at. Uh, I'm not actually sure what his break even is. Just going to look at it's that. 60. Right, so he's projected to lose around about 14 thousand this week. So we'll be. Just a bit below uh, four thousand, four hundred thousand for the, uh, the the last big buy round, and and as long as he doesn't end up getting a call up into the state of origin site, you know, I mean that that's a pretty handy price, particularly if you consider what some of the people are looking to bring in as a buy cover player. Then you know you got to probably have a look at Milford at that price too. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I think so. Titans. Plays the Titans in 17 and then three games at Suncorp in a row. And yep. a couple at Suncorp again. I mean, that, that month at Suncorp just gone, we were hoping for some big scores and he went 56, 51, 38, 39. So it's it's not ideal, but at the price, he might be he might be worth a flyer, I think. And at, at worst, he can be a backup there in your 5'8 position and you can play him if needed, if, if an injury happens to a Widop or whoever you've got in that, in that half starting spot. Yep, no, fair enough. And then it's potentially a luxury trade out if you can do it. Yeah, yep. All right. Um, so, so you were just talking about your captains. I still don't know, mate. But what about your trades? What are you What are you looking at now? I've made my trades at the moment, and then I'll reverse them tomorrow uh, and plan them out. But I, at the moment, I've done uh, four trades in the centre wing. So I'm going Madison, Fenua, Jennings, and Tuala out, and I'm bringing in McDonald, Kurtman, Croker, and Fergo. Uh, and then I'm trading Thurston out for Widop. Uh, nice. I might change one of those trades to a Fusatua. Uh, maybe I'll get rid of Croker and go Fusatua instead. Uh, and then obviously if Widop doesn't play, I'll reverse that trade. But that's what I'm looking, and that will give me 13 players for round 17 and nine trades left. Yep, okay. What about yeah, I'm... I'm not sure. I'm definitely going to bring in Tuppany and uh, and Toe Harris. So they'll come in for Cameron Murray and Mark Nichols. So that, that obviously burns a bit of cash, particularly if I don't train it, trade it out for the feeder. And then um, definitely going to bring in uh, Hopper. Um, he'll probably come in for Amahe Fenua, I would say. Uh, and then I've still got Cheekam uh, and Orbison um, sitting there just waiting to get culled as well. So it just depends on cash generation. I'm not sold on... Um, Kurt Mann, but I might have to bring him in just purely uh, for a bit of cash. And I do want to leave a centre wing spot open for Eason Masters because I think he uh, is probably the must-have centre uh, this year. You're finally going to get on him, hey? Yeah, I'm even thinking about bringing him in this week, mate, controversially. so. Well, yeah, I did. A, I had an extra trade last week that I didn't know what to do with and I ended up using it at the 11th hour and selling Fitzgibbon and bringing him into Powell. Uh, so that turned out okay last week. T'Pau didn't score too well, but Fitzgibbon got suspended for two weeks. So let's hope that T'Pau plays this week. So one of the questions people might have, uh, Nick, is just say if you do own an olive, um, like many people do, like myself, um, 
and you're sitting there on your bench at 220,000. Um, obviously, still got some some cash to earn there, but might not get another game. Do you trade sideways, trade him to a Kurt Man, or do you just suck it up and, and he just becomes a, a non-playing reserve for the rest of the year in the hope that he plays round 17? I would just uh, I would just suck it up. I'll try and trade someone else uh, this week to Man and just have that glimmer of hope that Olive might play next week. Uh, but if if you've made the trade last week to bring Olive in, I think you've just got to suck it up and hold for at least a week and see what happens. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's a a silly move, and and I'll probably be just looking at. It's pretty handy to have those one or two non-playing reserve players uh, for potential loophole on the run home. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, don't forget perfect date, 300 grand. I have not entered a perfect date all year, but I might start this week. Yeah, okay. Oh, and I forgot my other trade completely. Reynolds is gone, mate. What a disaster that has been. Oh, well, I, don't, I haven't even been keeping track of him. I just presume he's rubbish. Mate, he's been doing so much, but just hasn't been getting the point. So um, he'll make way for um, Widop this week if Widop plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy to get Thurston out of my side this week, finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, mate. Well, this will be our last podcast with you in the country. Uh, maybe we might get Joe Fitz on next week while you get settled, uh, and we'll bring you back in uh, in a couple of weeks' time. We'll we'll sort it out anyway. Mate, I'm going to try my hardest to uh, to uh, be on this podcast next week from Hanoi. Don't you worry about that. Okay. All right, mate. Sounds good. Good luck this weekend. Travel safe. Uh, we'll talk to you sometime soon. Cheers. Right, good to speak to you, mate. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.